Welcome into the Platform Podcast, Kettlebell Fat Blast Edition. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi wright founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. On these special episodes, I'm going to tell you about my own personal journey to get into the best shape of my life, and shit's about to get real. I'm going to take you on this journey with me and tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and share the successes and struggles along the way. I'll talk about the frameworks and methods I'm applying to accomplish this goal and the why behind them without the BS and fluff that you see on social media every day. If you want to follow my journey, you can check out my special Instagram profile, Kettlebell Fat Blast. This episode is a bit of a crossover because I'm actually going to be interviewing my nutrition coach, Samantha Burr. She is an NCI level two certified nutrition coach and someone whose story immediately resonated with me. And I jumped at the chance to work with her when I decided to hire a coach to help me on my journey. I want to take a second to say that I'm incredibly grateful that you listen to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice and support my work by supporting our sponsors whose links you'll find in the episode notes. And if you want to step on the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, or if you're looking to use kettlebells to blast fat yourself, you can reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now, let's step onto the platform with Samantha Burr. All right, welcome into the Platform Podcast, Kettlebell Fat Blast Edition. I am incredibly excited to introduce you guys to my nutrition coach. Her name is Samantha Burr. She is the owner of Samantha Burr Nutrition. She is an NCI Level 2 nutrition coach, and I reached out to her to help me on this journey that I'm going on over the course of the next nine months to hopefully get down to uh, 231 pounds to get into the uh, heavyweight division for my kettlebell sport uh, competition here October 9th in the Twin Cities and she's going to help me on that journey and we're going to talk about uh, what that looks like and some of the unique challenges that come with coaching a coach and as well as getting into her frameworks and how she goes about uh, the process but Samantha thank you so much for coming on I'm really excited to have you. Thank you for having me I'm excited to be here. So you're probably a little bit nervous because this is your first podcast, right? First podcast. Yes. Get my feet wet, but excited so and excited. We'll just, nervous. we'll just, we'll just put, we'll just put that out there so that everybody knows, like, you know, it's a little nerve wracking sometimes <laughs> being on, being on the side of the microphone. If you're not used to it, I still get nervous sometimes too, especially, especially when I'm, when I'm talking about myself, like these, these new, these new episodes that I'm doing where it's kind of about my own personal journey still make me nervous. Cause I'm like, not super comfortable talking about my own stuff and putting it out there. I think that's fairly normal, but, uh, you know, I still get nervous too. So you're, you're in, you're in good company. It's, it's totally okay to be a little bit nervous, but so tell us a little bit about your background. Like what, what, what do you do from, you know, as, as a day job, how much of your life is nutrition coaching and like, just give us a little bit about who are you, uh, as, as a nutrition coach. Cool. So um, I'm actually just getting started with this. I'm fairly new to the coaching space, but um, just a little bit of, you know, back background. I grew up, I was always like an overweight kid. I was the fat girl, quote unquote, the fat friend, you know, growing up. And 
but I was always big into like sports. I was an athlete. I played softball. I played field hockey. I got a scholarship, you know, to play softball at junior college. Uh, but even though I was super athletic, you know, my weight was something I still always just struggled with and I battled with it. And that's something Eventually, you and I resonated on right away. For sure. Right? Like I connect. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big connection point for us, both yes. being the, the athletic fat kid. Right, <laughs> right. It's like an odd, an odd thing to be in because you're like kind of in the middle of these two worlds almost. Um, so, you know, I finished college. I got a desk job. And then like my weight really started to climb. I turned 21. You know, you hit the bar scene and the chicken wing scene, you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, <laughs> all you're not the about- things that come with closing oh, yeah. time at the bar and you've Ex- had a couple too many. Oh, and the, yeah. burrito, the burrito truck is right outside. As you're exactly. Walking the- I don't know what you're talking about. How do you say no after five vodka drinks? You don't. So, you know, the next thing I knew, like I was sitting, you know, at a day job, I'm not playing sports anymore. My weight just kind of got out of control. And it got to a point where like, I just was very unhappy with myself. And I'm like, this isn't, you know, who I want to be. So I kind of, got into it. I actually did Weight Watchers um, and just got into like Zumba, like silly little, I shouldn't say silly because, you know, whatever works, (laughs) works. works. And it did, it did work for me. Um, But that also led down some definitely like negative rabbit holes, so to speak, Mm. Um, you know, scale obsession. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe, maybe a little disorder, a little disordered relationship with with the weight on the scale and a little disordered relationship with food. A hundred percent. Well, with Weight Watchers, that's a whole story for another day. I'm not going to knock it because it helped me and it served its place in time in my life. But um, now like being a coach and knowing what I know, like a lot of what I learned there, I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't coach you that way. I'll say that. Um, But anyway, I just kind of fell into some bad habits with that uh, negative mindset. And then it was just, I feel like with all the diets that are out there, nobody teaches you the right way, so to speak. Um, There is no talk of maintenance. There is no talk of, you know, the macronutrients and things like that. So um, I guess in the midst of all that, I, again, I was an athlete. So I, I went on to Rowan University. That's where I got my um, bachelor's degree. I went for health and exercise science. Where is that located? Cause um, I have to send my son Rowan to that college. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> There's another connection there. Um, uh, New Jersey, actually I'm from New Jersey originally. Um, I live in Florida now. Um, so I went there, I did my bachelor's. Okay, so I have to ask you're from Jersey. Are you an Eagles fan? Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> oh. I wish I had something to grow. I usually I, have my I hat do, here, I everything. Right oh, here, no, my God. Right here. <laughs> this is crazy. I did not know that. I so didn't we're, either. We're, we're learning new things. Listen. We're learning new things like right on live on the podcast. Oh my God. Uh, Sidebar. So not, yeah. I flew you're home not, for you're the parade. Second, you're not my second uh, Eagles Eagles fan uh, friend connection. So Tim Boyer, who was on my, on my podcast also, uh, he's, he's also an Eagles diehard. So no way. Philly, oh my God, Philly, Philly for so the win. Funny. Yeah. I'm a South Jersey girl. So we're Philly fans for sure. Nice. <laughs> I knew there was something about you that I loved. <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah, I graduated from there. Health and exercise science. Uh, my specialization is uh, K-12 health and phys ed. So that's what I currently do. I'm an elementary school physical education teacher. So I've always kind of been in this space, I guess, so to speak. The, yeah. 
but just in a different in a different framework uh, before right? right educating educating young kids on on how right. to move their body and and be healthy and and those things and now you're like there's not a lot of money in this uh, well, for one. And, I, again, I mean, I, that's, that's a whole. That's a whole other pod. That's a whole other podcast. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. Know, uh, I have I have a lot of friends who are teachers. Yeah. My cousins are teachers, and and frankly, right now, what's going on with oh, teachers yeah. is uh, tragic to me. Like we are we are grinding our teachers to dust right now, and I feel. I mean, I feel for you, like you and I have talked about this, like mm-hmm. in our coaching conversations, like I know that you're, you're basically working seven days a week. Uh, now, some of that's obviously your nutrition stuff, right. but it's also like, that's also just kind of the demands yeah. on you right now as a teacher during the pandemic to like be able to deliver classes online and like do all the, all of the zoom stuff. And like, I can't even imagine trying to teach phys ed via zoom <laughs> that, what does that look like? I don't that makes my brain go into vapor lock just thinking about it. But like, I mean, so first of all, like, I want to say thank you, uh, even though thank you don't teach you. my kids. <laughs> um, I know you teach some people's kids and that's like super, super appreciated because it's, it's very critical right now. And um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how challenging that is. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's, uh, it's quite a situation that everybody's nav- navigating through and like, we're all <laughs> leaning on the teachers really, really hard right now. So first of all, I want I want to say thank you uh, that you've, that you've been doing that. How has the pandemic been, been treating you like personally uh, and, and how has it been professionally? We'll separate it into two, like personally, how's your family? How's everybody doing? Well, we're good, but I will say this whole situation has kind of been the catalyst to kind of push me more into wanting to do the coaching stuff. I mean, it's always, you know, something that I've had in the back of my head, but, and I love the kids. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, but this year it's just, I'm beat. It's just yeah. beat me down. And it's the and administration it, and the support and the lack of resource and like just, it's all it's all the politics behind it. And the well, and like, nobody could have planned for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> who thought we'd be teaching in a pandemic? And I, I'll be honest, even before this, I was I don't want to say checked out, but I realized that I, it's the wrong audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have yeah. all this knowledge and I've learned all this stuff through my own journey and NCI and the kids are just not in a place to take that in. And I, they yeah. shouldn't be They're kids. You know what I mean? But I'll start going on these tangents with them. And I'm just like, they just want to play. <laughs> and of course, you know, we do that. And we have fun. But because of that, I realized like that served its purpose in my life, you know, and I, you know, I have my degree and all, and I wouldn't take any of that back, but I just know that that's not where I meant to be right now. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, for me, it's like the, the moment when I like, Hey kids, I just made a, I just made a pan seared bone in ribeye on this, <laughs> on the stove. Do you want that or hot dogs? And they're yeah. like, hot dogs. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, exactly. uh, <laughs> really, you should have gone with the steak, but more for me. So, okay, here's exactly. your hot dogs. I'll cut them up for you. <laughs> no, I hear you. So, you know, I guess that was kind of like a, just the push really. I've always kind of had an interest in this, but I just didn't know like, well, what could I do with this? Like, I remember a time like Googling, like what can I do with like a health and exercise science degree that's not teaching. And mm-hmm. then it's like this, 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 and I'm like, eh, eh. and then like, I worked with actually a, quite a few coaches. Um, and there's some good ones and there's some bad ones out there for, <laughs> again, I think yeah. that's the theme of podcast yeah. for a different day. Um, but it, I found we'll, a make coach. That the su- we'll make that the subtitle, the first of many, because <laughs> right? we have a lot of tangents to Seriously. go on. <laughs> but, um, I worked with a coach throughout the course of the pandemic really. And I just, 
I know it's cliche and I know it might sound corny to people, but the experience literally changed my life. And that's when I knew like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. Like I have the information, I have the knowledge, not all of it yet, of course, but I'm, you know, I've scratched the surface. I'm getting, I know enough that like, Mm. okay, I I could do something. You know enough to be dangerous. You're a weapon (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So from working with them, I thought like, if I could do for other people what they just did to me, like, like that's, that's where the magic happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's just all these things, like, you know, I thought, I guess I thought I knew so much going into the process. Oh, you know, I know about macros. I I've done this. I've lifted. I know this. I know that. Like, I didn't know anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I learned so much in that process. And I, there's just so much more to the puzzle than, than macros and calories. Like it's, it just goes way beyond that. And after working with them, I thought even my coach, I told her, I'm like, I need to give her a shout out. Feel free. Like you can use a shout Awesome. I worked with level 10 coaching. Um, so Joelle Samantha is actually like the owner. Um, they're just, I could go on and on. I can't say enough good things about them, but so shout out to level 10. Yeah. Amazing. I just, uh, amazing. And my, she has quite a few coaches with her, but my specific coach was Courtney Thomas. Um, I believe she's just Courtney Thomas nutrition on Instagram, but she just, she just like, she changed my life. Like, uh, just amazing. And like, you know, the coach coach thing, I'm like, I need to, I want to do for others what she did to me. Like, you just yeah. can't, and like I said, I love my students. I love teaching. I think it's great, but there's you just keep saying something. to you like it was like like it was something that was uh, <laughs> like you weren't a willing participant. A little right, right. <laughs> how, it was just... how resistant were you exactly that your coaching was something that happened to you? <laughs> well, I should. I, I've had I've had some rough experiences. I'll say that. I okay, had some... well, t- talk about that. So, I mean, we like we share a framework about what good coaching looks like, mm-hmm. but t- like I feel like a huge a huge thing in the age of information, right, where there's so you can go Google literally the entire human catalog of knowledge. But like being able to know the difference between good information and bad information. And then even if it's good information, how do you take that good information and apply it is a whole other thing, right? Application is the is the real magic behind mm-hmm. the knowledge. You know, so what should people look out for? Like what what was your bad what was your bad experience like? And what what what's the like the what's a bad what's a bad coaching experience like? So I definitely think um, if the coach isn't getting like a lot of history from you, um, it's easy for you to come to me and me say, okay, here's, here's your calories. Here's what you're going to eat. But I don't know what you've been doing all this time. I don't know if you have, you know, a disordered, any kind of disordered relationship with food, your body, the scale. Exactly. (laughs) You know, also like, where are you metabolically? Like, what have you been going through to put you where you are now? Um, so for example, like I had dieted hard leading, I got married last year. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Right before the pandemic, crazy enough. We got married on a Friday that Monday, like the world literally shut down. So by by the (laughs) grace of God, we got our wedding in. But after that, I was just like in this weird place, like, okay, like now what I find this coach Instagram, and I have issues with this too. I feel like there's a lot of people on Instagram because they have their, you know, matching Gymshark and their booty bands, <laughs> you know, are can, I gotta are find qualified. some Gymsharks in my size you know and start I mean? putting out some content in Gymsharks. <laughs> They'll think. all flock to you. But, you know, just because <laughs> know. you are a fitness 
person, so to speak, or you po you present yourself as one does not mean you have the background or the credentials to be coaching people. And unfortunately, I think social media is a wonderful thing in a sense. It can mm. also be extremely harmful. Yeah. Um, so I found this coach now she does have credentials. I'll say that. Um, but let's, but let's, let's be, let's be real about credentials when it comes to nutrition coaching and when it comes to personal training, right? Like some personal training certifications and some nutrition certifications are literally things you can knock out in a weekend. Like 100%. you can go, like if you, if you're a moderately smart person, you can go study for, for the exam and bang it out in a weekend, right? It, if you're, uh, and for some of them, there is no prerequisite of having right. a four-year degree, right? For some of them, are, there are, and that's why some of them are more reputable than others. And like one of the reasons, like you and I are both NCI certified coaches. And one of the reasons I like that certification is it's got a, it's got an exam, but then it all it, like a paper exam, but then it also has, it also has a delivery component of it where you can't just go past the exam and you're a certified coach. No, you actually have to go work with clients for a specified period of time and deliver results, document what you did with them, apply the learning and show them, here's how I applied what I learned to actual clients. And then they grade your actual performance as a nutrition coach and say, okay, you are now accredited, right? Like that's the difference between like, a bullshit certification right. that you can get in a weekend and an actual like legit certification. Like, you know, shout out, to, shout out to NCI. This oh, isn't, an, sure. they're not a sponsor that were like, but it's just a shout out to them because they're, they're putting legit certifications out there. Um, but there are plenty that are, that are not. So just be, <laughs> do your research on the accreditations that your, that right. your coaches uh, might have. And I also think, you know, people who've been on a journey like just because I lost weight doesn't make me qualified to teach people how to lose weight. And I'm noticing that a lot in this space too. Like, oh, well I did it. So now I'm going to tell everyone else how to do it. But mm. meanwhile, the way you did it was messed up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I came to this coach and they had me like on 1200 calories at one point. And like, hmm. meanwhile, my daughter needs 1200 calories. Ex right. Right. That's for a toddler. You know, so, and I'm lifting, I'm doing all this cardio. And so of course, what happened that puts me right into like a binge restrict cycle, what's going to happen. Your body's begging your food, excuse me, begging you for food. Um, and then at one point I had reached out and like told her like, listen, like I went off the rails this weekend. Like, this is really tough for me. And like the, the solution was, well, like, yeah, this is hard. You're going to be hungry. And this week we're going to up your Suck cardio, up and suffer. right? Like, and yeah, of course there is some degree of discomfort with dieting for sure, but it shouldn't be to a place like that extreme ever. Mm. In my opinion, you are doing more harm than good at that point. So I think the biggest thing for me in like my philosophy is like, just do no harm. I would so let's never pull, let's pull on that thread a little bit, because I think that's a super important thing you just said there. Right. Which is, uh, you're doing more harm than good in the long term. Expand, expand on that a little bit. What do you, what do you mean when you say you're doing more harm than good in the long term when you're eating at, at a at a severe deficit? Right. So, you, well, you know, with with nutrition, there's you know our seasons. This you know, and NCI is great about talking about that periodized model. So, for someone like me, had this coach, you know, talk to me about where I had been the last six months, year, three months, even mm -hmm. she would have known that I had adapted to 
what I was doing before. So let's just throw out an arbitrary number here. Let's say I was eating 1500 calories for six months leading up to my wedding. Well, yeah, there's nowhere to go, but down. So yeah, I need to eat 14, 13, 1200, but who wants to do that? That's misery. What I needed to do or what she needed to do as my coach was say like, girl, we are not in a place to lose weight right now. You've just put your body through a deficit for months and months for your wedding. It's time to repair. It's time to get your body back to homeostasis. And what, what repair needs to happen when we're like, so what happens physiologically when you're at that low of a deficit for that long? Like, why can't you just keep cutting calories? Like what's going to, like, what's the harm going to be from continuing to cut calories? So the aside more, from that, you don't get to eat very much. Right. No pizza. Um, <laughs> so basically what's going to happen is your metabolism is just going to continue to adapt to those lower calories. So whereas like a typical maintenance for me, again, just throwing out an arbitrary number, it might be 2000. Well, I ate 1500 for so long. Now that's my new maintenance. Okay. So we slash it down to 1200. I might lose a couple pounds, but guess what? Now pretty quickly, my new maintenance is going to be 1200 and there's just, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. So it's just, it's a More lose, lose. <laughs> exactly. It's a lose, lose situation. So you've got to heal. You've got to bring that body back before you can diet. You I've heard this. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Laurie Christine King. I am also a fan of her. I do, um, she's the founder of Paragon training. Um, I have done her, I all, like basically through the whole pandemic, I was doing their programming and it's, it's incredible. Um, Brian Borstein does her, the programming for them. And when I had initially found her, she had talked a lot about you have to earn the right to diet. And I had never heard that before. And that really struck a chord with me. Like you do, you need to put in the time of healing your body, getting in maintenance, healing your hormones. Um, you know, so many women diet down to the point where they're losing their menstrual cycle. You're not sleeping, your digestion's off. If all of those things are not in check, you have no business dieting. And like nobody, I, that was like a foreign concept to me. So yeah. when I heard that, I thought like, why am I just now at 33 years old and like a chronic lifetime dieter? Why is this the first time that I'm hearing about this? It was just mind blowing to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. the fact that that's uncommon to know that is a problem yeah. for everybody that's in this space. Yeah. And so like we can speak to a little, a little bit about, about how this applies to like what, what you're doing with me. Um, so, you know, when, when I started, when I started with, with Samantha, it was, it's been like three, four weeks now, mm -hmm. we're like three and a, three and a half weeks now, uh, where, where we've been, where we've been working together. So, you know, since basically since the turn of the calendar year, um, and, and when, when we first started, I had, I had been, I had been at a fairly low calorie level. Like I had probably been relatively close to like 22, 2300 calories for a decent, a decent period of time, just due to metabolic adaptation. Like she was talking about, like I, you know, to, in order for me to maintain a 260 ish, uh, you know, body weight, I was at like 2100, 2200 calories and then took the month of December basically off, uh, started working my calories back up a little bit. Um, but even right now, like, um, 
Samantha in her infinite wisdom told me, uh, you can't lose weight right now. Um, you know, where that's not the focus we need to see first, uh, if we can get you to what we think a, a good baseline level of calories is so that we're, you know, homeostatic, right. That we're staying stable. So right now we've got me on like 2650, 2600, depending on the, depending on the day and adjusting for my kettlebell craziness. But, uh, you know, she's, she's had me pretty solidly at 20 between 2500 and 2600 calories mostly protein with fat and carbs you know adjusted based on activity level and so far at that level i've actually i've lost some weight uh, down down a few pounds and but also have not gained anything and have increased my calories you know roughly 30% you know so we're still we're still working she hasn't seen my she hasn't seen my food log for for the weekend uh with uh uh, the competition that happened this, this past weekend, we'll just, we'll just say that it was more, it was more than 2,600 calories <laughs> consumed, uh, over the, over the, the past couple of days. But, uh, you know, she, she also, you know, gave me, you know, I, I, I told her I, I had, I had pizza and beer last night and I feel no shame. And she said, nor, nor should you. Um, so, you know, that's, but that in application, that that's kind of what we're talking about. Right. Because she, she took the time to understand that I had been in deficit for a while and it, I can't go straight back to deficit again for, because for a guy, my size with my activity level, I should probably be closer to like a 3000 calorie maintenance level. And I'm, so I'm actually under what a person of my size should probably be from a BMR perspective, but because I've been in deficit for so long, I've got some work to do to, to repair some of that metabolic adaptation. So to restore homeostatic level, to get my hormones back up, um, and you know, all of those things, um, those are, those are some of the things that we're talking about when we talk about the, the science, the science behind this. So, um, but part of the reason somebody like me needs somebody like her is because, um, I am stubborn. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of my segue to why should coaches ha have their own coaches? Cause you've, I mean, you've already talked about, you've had coaches, like why, why do you hire coaches as, as a coach? Right. And it's funny you say that. Cause I had actually just reached out to my previous coach not long ago. I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I, I'm ready to work with you again. And I think a big part of that is like, it's hard to look at ourselves and our journey, like objectively, like I know it's for me, like if I step on the scale, even though I know there's a million reasons that scale might've gone up. Maybe I trained really hard yesterday. Maybe I had a so high sodium meal. I ate later, even though I know all these things, it's so hard sometimes to separate that knowledge from the emotion. Um, and that, that can really mess with your head. So like where you might do that and think, Oh, I need to, I need to change this. I need to change that. A coach is going to be like, you need to pump your brakes. You need to chill. You know what I mean? And just, yeah. and it's the accountability. And it's sometimes somebody just looking through you through at you, excuse me, through that different lens. You know, I can remember a couple of times where I had, you know, an event or this or that, and I know what to do. I know how to approach that event. Maybe I'm not going to track at all. Maybe I'm going to just enjoy it. Maybe I am going to track. Maybe I'm going to, you know, there's a million ways to approach it. But when you have that person in your corner saying like, all right, here's how you're going to navigate this. And if you fall, like I'm going to be here to pick you up. And if you stay on track, like that's great. I'm going to be there cheering you on. And it's just, I just think everybody should have a coach. I, it, there's something about having that other person that's not looking. And I also think we're so 
we are so critical of ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes 100%. Whereas like I, sometimes the things I say to myself, I have to be like, whoa, like you would never talk to a client like that. You would never (laughs) talk to your friend like that. Why are you talking to yourself like that? You know what I mean? So where it's easy to just kind of like go down that rabbit hole with yourself, when you have the coach, like that's not going to happen. They're not going to let you do a good coach. Isn't they're not going to let you do that. You know what I mean? And we all have those moments where we just get in our own head or we don't trust the process. And I think when you kind of let a little bit of that go into the hands of someone else, it's easier to take a step back and say, you know, I'm going to trust this process and this person because they know what they're doing. And maybe I'm being emotional or maybe I'm, you know, looking through things in this lens that I shouldn't be. I know my coach has got my back. And honestly, sometimes like, like we, the weeks that I would have my check-in with my coach, like I would be excited. Like, oh, I can't wait to hear what they say. Should I do this? Should I do this? Or sometimes I would think, hmm, like what would I do in that situation? And kind of compare it to what she said. And you learn so much. Like you could be the smartest person, but you know what? You don't know everything. And we all think differently. Like, whereas I might do X, Y, and Z in this situation, my coach might say, well, no, I would do this. And is her way right or wrong? Is my way right or wrong? No, but there might be something that's better, you know? And yeah. it's just, I love that. Yeah. So you, yeah, you, you nailed a couple of, a couple of things there. Like there's a ton to unpack there because <laughs> uh, it's, it, there's so many things that resonated with me. Uh, I have to give a shout out to, to my, my teammate and my friend, Audrey, she's been helping me uh, with, with some of my internal dialogue as well. Cause uh, you know, she's a, she's an addiction counselor uh, and she's been on the podcast oh, nice. as well. And she, she gave me a call. She gave me a call today because she knows I was beating myself up a little bit about my, uh, about my long cycle performance on Sunday. <laughs> she, she gave me a, a 12 step uh saying that i had never heard before she said she said uh don't stay don't stay in don't stay in your head too long because it's a dark and scary neighborhood and you might get jumped apparently that's apparently that's something in the 12 step community wow. that, they, that they say a lot and i was like that's actually perfect because i had been in my head too long and yeah. i was beating i was beating myself up about about not finishing and about not finishing the full 10 minutes uh, on my, on my long cycle set on Sunday. So Audrey shout out. I appreciate the I appreciate <laughs> the check-in today to, to check in on me and get me out of my own head. Uh, but you know, and, but you also mentioned like the accountability piece is so huge. And I can honestly say since you and I have started, uh, I have not missed a single day of tracking. I have like, like I I've tracked my food every every single day. I've uh, now I'm tracking my steps. I'm tracking my water. I'm tracking like, I'm a data nerd. I love tracking things, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I, because I'm also checking in on my clients and they're tracking all these things, like, like at at a certain point, you kind of just get fatigued on, on trying to coach yourself and you don't, without that accountability, like some of those things would slip and I wouldn't, I wouldn't track. I wouldn't hold myself as accountable as, as I, as I should. And so knowing that I have you coming to check my log every Sunday by 10 (laughs) AM, I I know that I need, I need to have my, I need to have my stuff in there, which means I need to have tracked. I need to think about what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body. And, and even just that piece, even though I'm very mindful of what I eat and I'm very mindful of my nutrition, but knowing that I have somebody that is checking in on me helps, especially for some, for somebody like me. Um, and what I I mean by that is my history of like hiding things, binge and shame, you know, binge Mm -hmm. and purge is very much a shame cycle. So you Mm -hmm. like hide your binges and you you know, those types of things. So I can very much relate to that. So it's, it's helpful to have a coach that you trust and you, you're just like, Hey, here's my, 
here's my calories. Here's my food log. I'm like, yeah, I had four beers on Sunday. Like, you know, you're not hiding any of those things. So there's accountability in that because those four beers didn't become 10 beers for one. Right. A whole other thing. <laughs> um, podcast like, for another day. <laughs> yeah. Podcast for another time. Um, but those, that accountability piece is huge. And then also the, you, you mentioned the, like the varying perspectives, right? It's not that it's not that you know more than me, although you probably do. I will concede that. Um, but it, it's but it's that your perspective is different than mine. You can look at my own behavior with an objective lens, whereas I look at it and I notice everything that I fucked up. And I'm like, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. And you're like, dude, you're kicking ass at all of these other things. What are you doing? Quit beating the crap out of yourself. You know, so that's huge. But you have the objective, you have the objective lens. And also where I'm like, I'm ignoring that I'm not doing this thing you're like hey you probably need to get more steps in you're kind of sitting behind a desk all day because that's the nature of your job you should probably get walking more also a conversation we've had she just <laughs> gently told me like hey you need to get more daily activity like get away from your desk plan a walk you know and she did it very lovingly and just like hey you should schedule a time to get away from your desk and go for a walk and get you know hey target 3,000 4,000 steps a day which when I was doing a thousand steps a day like that's a huge improvement you know and it's like little things like that make a huge difference. And it just comes from having that outsider's perspective, having different ideas about how to approach things. I think that's so huge. And it comes from a place of, you got to this earlier where it's like, you realize at a certain point in your journey, like you start out thinking, you know, a lot, and then you realize you don't know hardly anything <laughs> or you're like, what you do know, you're like, oh my God, there are people that know so much more than me. <laughs> and it kind of humbles you. And that, I think that's the, I think that's the difference is like, you get to a place of humility where it's like, I can learn from everybody. Like every, like there are so many people that have, that have a perspective that's valid and you can learn little pieces from those people, but especially people that are on the same path as me and have other perspective. Like that's so, so valuable from, you know, for having a coach that can give you those pieces of information can help sharpen your tools. You, you show each other different approaches that work, right? Like it becomes a sharing of ideas. Like that's one of the things I, I love and it makes you a better coach. It makes you a better client. I relate better to my clients as a coach because I'm going through the same process they're going through, right? Like, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I understand why it might be either you're might, you might be excited to check in or you might be nervous about your check-in because you're like, oh God, what's, what's Sam going to say when she sees my food log? Is she going to be angry with me? I don't want her to be angry with me. You've never been angry with me. Thank you. And I won't be. <laughs> you're very positive, which is great. You can flog me a little bit if you need to, but uh, I, I, you've been very positive with me, which I very, which I very much appreciate because I'm plenty capable of beating myself up. So right. it's, it's nice to have, it's nice to have that positive reinforcement. And, uh, you've been really good. I want to say like one thing that I, I really appreciate is like, you've been forcing me to do what you call the woo woo stuff, right? <laughs> you're like, you're like you, and you're, you're always telling me like, it might seem a little woo woo, but you need to do a little bit more positive affirmation and really start thinking about the narratives that you tell yourself. That's been really useful for me. I still am not doing, I won't say I've been sucking at it. I've been working on it. So I'm, I'm learning. I've been working on that. Um, but that's, that's something that you've been really, that you've been really, um, really a big advocate for is how, is how I'll frame it. Right. You've been a really big mm -hmm. advocate. Where does that come from? Where, where does that like emphasis on personal narrative come from? Well, I think it's like, what do they say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting the same result. So different I did result. that yeah. a doing different same, result, doing the same thing over and over again, close. expecting a different <laughs> result is the definition was, of insanity. Right. So 
you know, how long have you beat yourself up? How long have you said, I, I suck at this or I'm no good at this, or I fell off the wagon. Like I did that for uh, years what time and years. Is it? Uh... Ex <laughs> right. Exactly. And I, you know, I've just, again, as woo woo or as corny as it may sound, like I, I believe we are what we say we are. Mm. And if you say like, I'm, I can't lose weight. I can't get in that weight class. I can't, whatever it is like, okay, no, you can't. You know what I mean? You have to tell yourself, yeah, I'm going to get in that weight class. Like, yes, I am the person who is going to lose the weight. I am the person who I am this, I am this, I am this. And it's, it's hard, especially yeah. if you come from a background like you and I, where we've beat ourselves up or you are, you kind of in this negative fixed mindset, like to shift that, like it is not overnight, but it is just huge. And I think part of that is like this, there's no like, end date. That was something that was huge for me. Mm. Like there's no end here. Like, what am I? Okay. So what I fell off the wagon and I ate pizza and had beer or whatever it was. So, okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Like yeah. I don't need to hit this goal by now. Granted you're in a little bit of a unique situation with competing and things like that, but, but I that's think just a, that's just a target, right? Like right. The, en the end date for me is whatever they put on the back end of my tombstone. That's right. the end date and of this journey, right? 100%. I'm going, I'm going to be trying to get better, be healthier, kinder, just, just be an improved human. I want to be the best version of myself the day I die. Right. right. Like that's, that's right. what I'm, that's and what I'm striving for. I shouldn't we all. And that's the thing that, so the more that you just enjoy the process and enjoy the journey and treat yourself kind, it's going to make it a hell of a lot easier. Cause you know what? It's, it's fun. It's, it's a, but it's, it's hard. There's times where it is hard, but you have to find the joy in the heart. Like it just, it all that. falls into place when you realize like, Hey, like this, I'm doing this because I love myself because I deserve to, because this is self-love. This is self-care. It's not a punishment. So when I fall off the wagon, like, Hey, I'm still a shit. I got this instead of I'm a, failure. I fucked up, you know, like that's not getting us anywhere. I can curse, right? Oh yes. <laughs> if you, I just put out an episode yesterday where I think I, I think I broke my own personal okay. record for swear words in an just hour because it was, out. yeah, it just, yeah, it just happened. But no, I honestly, I love, I loved what you just said. I love it so much. I might put it on a t-shirt, honestly, where you said find joy in the hard. Right. Like, I love that so much because like you have the, you get the, from the military guys, you, you get the embrace the suck, you know, which is kind of the, a similar sentiment, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's actually saying like, no, but it still puts you kind of in a negative mindset right. where it's like, where it's like, this sucks. Um, and yeah, you can embrace the suck and there's, but like, no, find joy in the hard. I love that because like, that's one of the things I love about kettlebell sport. And the reason I keep coming back to it, even though I keep failing at it over and over again, is, is that I find joy in the failure because it means I'm getting better. And I, I love how hard it is. I, right. I genuinely love how hard it is, which is a super weird thing to say, but like, I love the process of it. I love mm -hmm. that. I love that even on a weekend when I, I had my best total output I've ever had. And I should be very proud about that. I am proud of that. Like I acknowledge that, like I've had my best total output that I've ever put out on in competition, at least I still failed on my last set. And I, I mentally, I let myself off the hook and I can take that lesson and be like, okay, next right. time, now next, next time I do a triathlon, I, I know going into the long cycle, that I'm going to have an elevated heart rate. I know that because of the load that I've, that I've taken in 
uh, over the previous two events that it's, it's just going to be harder. And maybe I can't finish the full 10 minutes, but I'm going to push myself until I physically fail. I'm not going to let my mind be the weak link next time. That's never going to happen again. Right. right? Like, you know, but would you know that had you not done this this past time? So no, like, there's no, the lesson, I, you know, no, that, and that's the lesson. Right. And that's the, and that's the thing. And the thing that I can beat myself up about. And the reason I do it is because like, that's what I coach my athletes is mm -hmm. like, Hey, it's okay to fail. If you gave everything you had, like, I have, you know, that's what I, I had those same conversations with my own athletes who were also upset with themselves that they didn't finish the time because they're like, I couldn't, I couldn't finish. I didn't finish. I didn't control my pace or whatever. And it was like, Hey, you gave everything you could give. What else can you ask from right. your body? Right. Your, your body just couldn't go anymore, but you pushed yourself to your physical capability. I, I have nothing but pride in your performance as a coach because you gave everything you had. And then I didn't do that myself. I was just going to say, now look in the I'm mirror like, and, and say that where, to yourself. And that's where I'm like, that's where I'm like, but I didn't do that. But now I'm like, <sighs> but that you know. just circles right back around to exactly what you, they need you. You know what I mean? They need and that's why I need then that's that, why I exactly. need you. And I need and, I, and that's why I need Courtney. You know what like, I mean? I need, just, I need I need those people telling me like, hey, you but you did this. And right. Like, you know, so so that I don't fixate on all of those negative things. Right. Because I can obsess over those mm -hmm. uh to the point where it's where it's counterproductive. But it's like uh it is it is funny how easy it is to like be a good coach and still be hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And like I would not coach myself the way that the way like I would I would I would not I would not say the things to myself that I say if I was my own coach and it wasn't me right, right? like I would treat myself same. differently you I know do and, the that's, same and that's such a hard that's such a hard thing to come to the realization of and like that's where I, that's why I think it's taken me you know so long to get to this point where I'm like you know because I've had kettlebell coaches before I've worked with a lot of great kettlebell coaches because it was super easy for me coming into this game mm -hmm. to be like uh there are so many people that are better at this, than this at this than me and I'm still in that place don't get me wrong um but with uh with like new nutrition and weight loss and everything is like, it's so personal that it's like, it's hard to admit like, Hey, I can't do this on my own. Right. It's totally fine for me to be like, Hey, I need a coach. If I want to get to master of sport, like I need somebody that's been master of sport before to get to that point. And yet we look at weight loss and these things like, in, as if it's a different thing, it's like, Oh no, I don't need help there. Cause I got, I can figure this out. Like, this is my, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, cause it feels so personal. It's such a weird, I don't know why that is, but it's such a weird dichotomy that like, we don't want to we don't want to have a coach in that area, but like right. when it's a skill, that's like an external, what we view as an external skill, it's like, Oh no. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely need a coach. If I want to like learn to throw the javelin or, you know, like, of course I'm going to hire a coach. Like, I don't just know how to do that. It's like, but I know how to eat because I've been eating my whole life. Right. So yeah, right. You've, been doing, you've been doing it wrong. Otherwise you, you look the way that you want to look. Right. But again, that's the thing. There's so much more to it than that. Like, I think when people think nutrition coach, like, Oh, that's it's what I eat. Like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more than that. You know what I mean? As it yeah. should be. And that's another thing you had mentioned in the beginning, what to look for. Like if that's all that your coach is asking you, like my advice might be run. You know what I mean? Like to be <laughs> frank, like it's so much. I don't have the knees for running so much anymore, but I will, I will, I will turn and Roller walk bleed, away quickly. Jump, <laughs> yeah, hop skip, on a bike. hop. I don't care what you do. I'll push them over. Here. Can I just right? do that? Do yeah, like, yeah, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I learned that too. Like, and talking about like coaches needing coach, like there were things that I didn't even think about like this week. Oh, my weight was up or this happened or this happened and things that I wouldn't even thought about. And my coach is like, well, how about this? And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, 
it's just having that second set of eyes or that, you know, somebody who's looking at all these other things that you don't think about. It's just, I just think it's necessary. I do. I think like coaches need everybody, whether you're a coach or not. Yeah. And even it doesn't have to be nutrition, anything. Everybody should have somebody in their corner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. And just so we're clear, y'all, like, we're not saying that you, if you don't have, if you don't have enough money to pay your bills, we're not saying you should find the money right. to go hire a coach. Like, we're just saying that you need support. You need community. You need somebody that you can lean on. You need a mentor, right? Like there are plenty of resources. Like you, I'm not saying you have to go invent money to invest in a coach, but, um, you know, if you have the money, you absolutely should invest in a coach because I, of I course. It's, it's something that is, is something that I think is super, super valuable and it is an investment and you get right. the return on that investment because I think it's, I think it's totally worth it. No, um, and a privilege. I, I will say that too. I'm yes. with you. I'm not saying like, I know not everybody has the means like, but if it, it is a privilege and I'm very thankful that I'm in a position to be able to have a coach. And I know that not everybody is so definitely glad that you, you know, pointed that out. And so you just took, um, Mike Milliner's, uh, neurotyping uh, yes. assessment, right? So speaking of coaching, right? One thing that coaches always do is try and can, like good coaches, uh, try and continue to sharpen their skills and continue to improve the tools in their toolbox. And, uh, Samantha and I have, have a lot of the same friends on, on social media. Um, and one of them is Mike Milliner, who is a, a very high level, uh, nutrition coach in our, in our circle. And he just, he just came up with his well, I shouldn't say just came up with, but he's, he's doing his, his own, uh, nutrition certification, which is neurotype coaching. So tell me a little bit about that. I saw you, I saw you were like, you were really excited about the things that you, that you learned this weekend. So yeah. tell, tell me a little bit about that. Are you going to be, are you going to be like voodoo, voodoo shrieking my head now? I honestly, I think I'm going to send you, it was amazing. I like, I would have never, like, I just would have never thought about the things that he had talked about in terms of, and it just makes him, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, well, how it's so obvious, like we're all unique, we're all different. And it's basically, you know, training and nutrition based on your personality type. And we all have one. Um, and yeah, it's so funny. When, so when we say neurotype, it's, it's essentially a, your, your custom personality type, right. Fits in a, yes. you know, in a psychological profile. Yes. I don't want to say too much. Cause I know, you know, he worked really hard on that and on it, but yeah, um, just, just the high level, I'm sure he'd be fine with you saying that's what neurotype. Uh, neurotype right. So that it, there's maybe I'll get him on the podcast and he can oh, talk about it. it. He will blow your mind. He's so smart. Just so smart. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's funny as you're going through the training and he's telling you about the different types and things like you're like, Oh, that person, Oh, this person, Oh, that's me. Like, and then I took the test myself and it like, I was telling my husband, I'm like, you, this is, you're not going to believe this. Like you have to do this. Like, this is me, <laughs> everything it says it's me. And like, it's so, it's just, it's such a, I can't wait to put it into practice with clients because I think like, it, I just think the success will be just over the top because you are getting so unique to the individual. You know, mm. some people thrive off of high intensity and, you know, low carb or this or that. And where other people like you, you are going to put me like in a bad way. You know what I mean? Where that, yeah. where that was going to work for this person that is not going to work for this person. And knowing yeah. that now, why like, templates suck. 
And, right. and that's, that's coming wow. from somebody right. who used to send templates to people. Like I had, like, I'm a math person. I'm a, you know, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I love, like, I, I love those things. Right. And I, I used to send people like templates because the, there's a, you know, it's like, well, it's just math. It's just, right. you know, if this, if this, then this, and here's a flow chart. And mm-hmm. like, you know, when your weight isn't changing, then you, you know, and, and you can do that enough times where you experiment, you, you, ex, if you experiment and iterate enough with the variables, yeah, you'll eventually land on what is the right, uh, what is the right approach for your neurotype, for your personality type. Um, but it might take you a well, right. long time to exactly. get there because how many tests and iterations will it take and how many times will you fail? How frustrated will you get? Will you stay on the path long enough to actually get there? And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like the difference between using a GPS and kind of using a, like, uh, I have a general idea of the direction I want right. to go. And I'm going to take a right here and then take a left here and I'll eventually get there. <laughs> you right. know, how, and long, it challenged... how long will it take you to get there if you right. just take that approach? Well, and it challenged some things that I thought, like, and I, ha- I was asking a couple questions, well, like, Hmm. Like in that situation, I would have done X, Y, and Z. And he's like, well, yeah, you're, you're right, but not for this person. Like they, so it's just, it's so, I just thought it was like my, honestly, even now, like I can't even process it all. Cause it was a lot of information to take in, but it will, if you, somebody you who's mean like over delivered on value. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and like, honestly, I probably would have paid double now like that i've done it for like so if you have a chance or anybody has a chance to take that like i highly recommend it he was just it was just amazing and just it's I'm just to, something I'm yet to I've hear never... anybody that's taken the course be like it wasn't worth it. No, it was been like it was amazing. So it was so. It's on, and it's I on, just, it's on the list. I, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy, and especially like you well, saying I'm, you're I mean, like you geek out and things like that. Well, like I, I went, to, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. That's what I went wow. to college for. Like that's what I, I like. Profiling is what I wanted to do for a career. Oh well, so, then like, you will eat this up. That's uh, yeah. I, I need to. I need to look into it for sure. Yeah. I'm really excited to, to like use it with clients and see, because like now knowing, like, I wish like my coaches knew my type, like, can I share this? <laughs> like, if this is what I am, help me. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just, it's, I think it's a big missing piece of the puzzle. And I think it's going to be like a game changer for anybody. Well, if, who's if using you it. can help tell me why I am the way I am and use that to help me uh, get over the finish line, I am going to be, I'm going to send you the, uh, the the test it i think it'll be good for you and i you know what i mean moving forward so definitely yeah so let's so let's you know we've only got a little bit of time left i want to be i know you're super busy i want to be respectful of your time so we've only got a little bit of time left let's let's tell the people um you know this this is this will be revelation to me too like what's the plan coach Where, where are we going i just finished my comp now i don't have another comp until october so now we're we can move away from the performance end of the 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 triangle of awareness now it's now it's all about it's all about uh aesthetics it's and game time <laughs> yeah it's 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 the it's, real it, game time. it's time it's time to go so tell me what's the plan coach what are we we're doing gonna, we're gonna grind well we need to get Let's get over this week. Well, you've been kind of crazy. Not crazy, but <laughs> life has been crazy. <laughs> no, Not that, you. No, that, that Not was you. perfect. No, that was perfect. Because that that's, that's, that's totally true. Uh, basically since, uh, yeah, eight, 1983. Yeah, that's, that's, about how, that's about how long I've been crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> we've had Super Bowl. We've had Valentine's Day. We've had your this weekend with your training. So I'm really excited to get you in a place of like 
normalcy. Life has some, settled some, down. Some, exactly. some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, for I'm sure. Doing one, I'm doing a one hour continuous lift tomorrow, by the way. I don't think I told you that. You so. did not tell me that. <laughs> so, <but> speaking of <laughs> now not, I know. Quite, not quite normal stimuli, mm-hmm. uh, I don't normally train that way, but uh, it's for charity. But uh, aside, oh, well, from, cool. aside from that, where, you know, we will be back to, but it, I'm doing it with a light weight. I'm going like, I'm going like half of my competition weight. So it's going to be like way, nice. way under what I normally do. I'm going to so do it as a recovery. your stuff should be up then too, you're I, saying. Yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and do it like intelligently and be, be like normal about it. So, but nice. yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited for a normal week too. But yeah. Well, so that's, what, that's what's my a, What's goal. after that? I just, I, I want, I want it. We, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't want to, we are going to get you to your goal. I mean, we're gonna, honestly, um, and I said this in your check-in this week, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If we're riding things out and you're losing and we're killing it, then let's just keep rolling. I want you fed. I want you, I don't want you miserable. I want you, I want biofeedback good. I want you sleeping. I want you hydrated. If all those things are moving in the right direction, then let's just keep rolling. If things start getting bumpy, we'll then we'll have to change the plan. So you're saying no more releasing podcasts at 3 a.m. anymore. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's funny. What was that? An email or something? I was going to email you back. Like, why the hell aren't you sleeping right now? <laughs> I, like I said, I have what is called an unquiet mind. Um, I'm working on my nighttime routines. I am trying to apply the things that I that I that I know that I should be doing. Um, I do struggle sometimes with the sleep component yeah. because I like. And especially, especially now when I have these bit, like I, I have such clarity around so many things that I want to do and the, like the things that I want to do. And plus I have my day job and I have my kids and we have the pandemic right. and we have all this stuff. And like, you can tell exactly. just by the way, I'm rattling Stress, things off. cortisol. Hello. So we're going to try to not on in my cut. brain when I lay down is like, right. Hey, you can't lay down. You got here's your list. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. So that's why I want to take a very like gentle approach. I don't want to go like we don't. And again, we talked about this that yes, you are training for something specific, but we got to play the long game. That's my goal with you to play the long game because I don't want, I want this to be an enjoyable process. I don't want And, and I've been, I've been pretty, I've been pretty clear. Like, you know, one of the things I've said is I like part of the clarity and commitment piece is like, you have to have clarity on what the goal is and you have to be committed to it, but you also have to have clarity on what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not willing to sacrifice. And the number one thing I am not willing to sacrifice is my long-term well-being because the end game on this, like I said, is, is the day they put me in the ground, right. right. <laughs> you know, or burn my body and spread the ashes somewhere. Right. But you know um, that's, that's the end game on this. Right. So if I, if I'm not, if I'm not exactly at my goal, October, you know, everybody's going to know why, because I'll have been documenting this journey, you know, throughout the process and it might, you know, but if it, if it means like we had to make a choice because it was either go into a unhealthy pattern right. and hit the goal or take right. long-term, long-term longevity into account and I hit the goal later, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the goal. It's going to well, happen. Exactly. It point. is. We're going to get yes. there. It's and just I'm glad, a matter of when. I'm glad you say that actually though, because how you say like, you're not willing to sacrifice your health. Neither am I, you know what I mean? So if you get to that point where I feel like you are like, no, we're not doing this. And I, that's something that I think is important 
to me, like and as I, a coach. And that's a big, that's a big piece of growth for me personally. I can tell you because you probably know from at least at this point, you can tell enough about my neurotype that I am an aggressive <laughs> person who has sacrificed my body for the purpose of achievement right. many, many, many times in my life. It's why I'm a collection of old football injuries. I played with yeah. broken bones. I played with all sorts of pains and aches and mm-hmm. problems, you know, and I'm suffering those consequences now. And I'm, well, trying, that's to be the thing. Sm- I'm trying to be smarter about it now. So it backfires. So, so like, I'm not willing curve. to risk your, you know, health and mental well-being to, to get that October goal. If we do great, if we don't, we're going to get it. It might just, so, and I think that's something that like, I, it's hard to say that, I guess, in a way, but like, with clients, like I might not be the coach for you. If you come to me and say like, I need to lose 20 pounds by my wedding in two months. Sorry, I might not be for you because I'm not willing to sacrifice your health to put you on a crash diet and get you in your wedding dress. There's a million girls on Instagram and Facebook who will be happy to do that for you. That's not, that's not me. That's such a hard, that's such a hard thing too. Like, because I like, because you so like, as somebody who just got married and, and, and wanted to look like, you want to look your best on your wedding. Right. And for me, that was a big catalyst for me. Like starting my weight loss journey was, I was like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to look like I look right now when I get married. Like I, 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 I wanted to lose a bunch of weight before I got married and I was moderately successful at that lost like 60 of 60 of my hundred pounds that I lost was before nice. the wedding, you know, but like, it is super hard. Like as somebody that's gone through that to, to have somebody that comes to you and especially, but it's like when they come to you so close to the mm-hmm. date, they're like, I need to, I need to drop two sizes or, you know, you got the guy that's like, I need to drop 50 pounds. And you're like, bro, we got two months. Like, right. I can't do that. And like, like I, I can, but I'm not going to yeah, like, I, yeah, that's exactly. just, I'm like, not going to do that. I could, but I'm not willing to. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm not. And and other, if and that means I lose you people. Shouldn't be either. That's the, that's the right. hard thing is to tell them like, right. you shouldn't be either. You shouldn't and be willing to do this because 100%. guess what? You're wedding is one day of what is hopefully a decades and decades right. long relationship like it's one day and you know you're hopefully your significant other would be like yeah, <laughs> i don't want you i don't want you to sacrifice your long-term health to look a you know right you know look a certain way on the wedding day mm-hmm. but that's that's a that's a very hard it's a very hard sell it's a very yeah. hard sell but, but it, that's it is, a conversation i had to have with myself like when i got like getting into this like i'm not i'm not willing to like a I don't care what you're going to pay me or what, what the scenario or situation is. I will never, like I said in the beginning, I'll never do harm. That's that if, and if you, then maybe I'm just not the coach for you and that's okay. That's fine. But I'm not, you know, I know what people might need and I am happy to give you what you need, even if it's not what you want. And if that's not with, for you, then that that's fine. Yeah. And there, and like you said, and there, there are coaches, I mean, there are coaches that are willing to do that. And there, there are things that, that people undertake that they, they do so willingly knowing that it's not healthy. Like bodybuilders know mm-hmm. that they're sacrificing long-term health for the sake right. of the pursuit of their aesthetic goals. Right. Like a lot of them know that going into it, they know that being a high level professional level bodybuilder probably means they're sacrificing some longevity on their life and they're okay with that. And if they're okay with right. that, that's fine. And if there's a coach that, that wants to coach them for that, that's fine. That's not unethical. That is two, consent, two consenting adults making that choice and Definitely. that's totally fine and but that's sport, why you're like that's why you're not working with with you know body exactly, <laughs> exactly. i'm talking about your everyday woman you know what i mean chronic diet oh please it's good last 10 pounds like yeah. all right well let's do some work first <laughs> then we can get that last, you know what i mean like yeah. 
those are hard conversations. It is. I, I, ha- it is. I, have, I have to have those conversations as well. And it's, and, and it's, but it is also a great, it is mm-hmm. great. It's a great moment when you have built enough trust with a client, when you can tell them, Hey, I know this is what you want, but here's what I'm telling you is what you need. And this, I, right. need you, I need you to be okay with this. And they're like, okay, coach, I trust you. Right. Like, I was the same way. Is, I had to do a reverse. A I'm thinking, thing. what? no way yeah. I can't do this. No, yeah. no, no. But I trusted and I trusted the process and my coach. And first we're going to put you on a caloric surplus like, for three um, months. And come like, again. Huh? What did you just say? You might gain some weight. Yeah. Wait, huh? yeah. Run. It's, it's a, yeah. It's a tough sell, but, uh, you know, the, the, the back end hopefully is worth it. It is. That's the thing. So, well, Samantha, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully you're okay with coming back again later as we go through the process. I'd love to have you back and we can give, we can give the people some updates uh, on, on how, on how I'm doing and how this journey is going together. And, uh, you know, you can tell people about how, how crazy I, I still am. Um, <laughs> we could, we could, we can dish, life is dish crazy. the dirt. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun. So thank, Definitely. You, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll talk soon and I'll, I look, I look forward to our check-in on Sunday. Cool. Awesome. All right. See you coach. Awesome. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Kundi Wright. If you have a question, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub, on Twitter at TCKBClub, online at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com, and please help us grow our reach and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.